Welcome to 2022, our year of great increase, as prophesied by our pastor, Pastor Boni Bahati. One thing that can cause you not to greatly increase is backsliding. Did you know that backsliding is not a tire bust, but rather a slow puncture? In this sermon series titled A Thousand Times More, Pastor Boni Bahati teaches us on more symptoms of backsliding, how you can be kept from backsliding, and how the joy of salvation restored to you. Be blessed as you listen and implement. Our series is called A Thousand Times More. Tell about A Thousand Times More. And we were looking at benefit of. And we said one benefit of a love group that we dwelt on is that a love group helps you not to backslide. Right? And I gave you reasons, signs that you are backsliding. Right? And sign number one was. I can't hear you. Bad. The Bible says don't be deceived. Bad company spoils. So you can't be wiser than God. If God says that, believe it. Are we together? Yes. Sign number two. Looking back. I can't hear. Looking backwards. And I told you what my wife told me. Do not crave what God has delivered you. Don't look back and crave it. Don't look back and desire it. Don't look back and desire it. If God has delivered you, Tell about if God has delivered you, it's because he wants to change your life. So don't look back. That's what the Bible says, the kingdom of God is not for those who put their hands on the plow and look back. When you put your hands on the plow and you are doing the wrong thing, then Jesus spoke and said, remember? I can't hear you, remember? That is a scripture by itself. Remember Lord's wife. One of the reasons why Lot's wife became a pillar of salt is because she looked back where she was not supposed to look back. She started desiring where she had left. So once you start desiring where you've left, you are on a path of backsliding. Are we together? Number three sign was... I can't hear you. Number three sign was... Over what? I can't hear you. Over what? Bible says in 1 Corinthians 10 verse 12, let him who thinks he stand take heed lest he I can't hear you. Can we read it together? It's on the screen. One, two, three. So don't be overconfident. Don't trust in the arm of flesh. Don't believe that Miss Yezifanya Ibo. No, 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 no. Once you say Miss Yezifanya Ibo, Satan laughs at you. He says, I'm coming. We are who we are because of the mercy and the grace of God. Are we together? Yeah. I can't hear you. Are we together? Yeah. So overconfidence is a sure sign of someone who is about to backslide. When someone is overconfident, you're overconfident in your Christianity. You're overconfident in who you are. Not in the mercies of God. Not in the grace of God. Meaning Christo. Just get out of my Meaning Christo. When I'm Christo, the Bible says we have been saved by grace. And by grace alone. Are we together? Tell about you are saved by grace. Not by works. There are people who try to do things to earn their salvation. At least in your than No, 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 no. Tell about you cannot earn your salvation. 
I can't tell your neighbor, neighbor, you can't earn salvation. Salvation is a gift. And when what happens to a gift? You do what? You receive a gift. You're given a gift and you receive it. You don't work for a gift. Did you work for life? To be alive today, did you do anything to be alive? What, why, do, why are you alive? I can't tell you why are you alive. By the grace of God, it's a gift. You receive it. So the third sign that you are about to backslide is what? Overconfidence. And I give you sign number four. Sign number four. Sign number four of someone who is sure to backslide. Stubbornness. 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 The next symptom of backsliding is stubbornness. A stubborn person is prone to falling away. A stubborn person is prone to falling away. Proverbs 14 verse 14. Proverbs 14 verse 14. Stubborn people are prone to falling away. The Bible says the backslider in heart will be filled with his horn. I can't hear you. Be filled with what? I said his horn like a camber. The backslider in heart will be filled with his own. Let's read together. One, two, three. But a good man will be satisfied from. So if you know a stubborn Christian who does not heed to counsel, but will only do what he wants to do in spite of all advice, you are looking at a potential backslider. Tell about you are looking at a potential backslider. If you see somebody who is stubborn, they are told by the shepherd, come for love group. They don't show up. They are told by the pastor, do this. They don't do it. Like I have people in this church who are stubborn. Some of them are even shepherds, but they are stubborn. I'm so sure that person, if they don't change, they are headed to backsliding. Because the Bible is clear. The backslider in heart will be filled with his own ways. No matter how much you advise them, no matter how much you try to guide them, no matter how much you try to save them from making mistakes, because they are filled with their own ways, they think their way or the highway. They think it's either their way or the highway. So such a person ends up making a deadly mistake of his life and he ends up backsliding. To backslide is to move back. To backslide is to fall back. To backslide is to stop doing the things you used to do. So anybody who is stubborn, pastor, if you see a stubborn person, just know you are dealing with a potential backslider. Because the Bible says a backslider in heart will be filled with his own ways. Give me a message Bible for that. Let's read it from the message Bible. Can we read it together? One, two, three. A mean person gets paid back in meanness. A gracious person in grace. It's simple as that. When you are mean, stubborn, you receive meanness. But somebody who is gracious, when you're told, don't do this, and you say, by the way, by the way, do you guys realize that before someone tells you don't do it, they have thought about what you're doing. They have played the film to the end. Why would I tell you, don't date right now without me playing the film to the end? I have played that film to the end. I have seen all the possible outcomes. And look, in life, there are very few outcomes. 
It's either black or white. There is no in between about life. Life see video game. Ati yukuspapata yu tapata yi. Sika mare. Life is simple. Shepa life is simple. It's either black or white. So a backslider in heart will be filled with his own ways. Hosea chapter 11 verse 7. Hosea chapter 11 verse 7. Prophet Hosea. Let's look at what Prophet Isaiah spoke about and what he said about backsliding. The Bible says, my people are bent on backsliding from me. They are bent on backsliding from me. A backslider in heart is given to his own. I can't tell you, a backslider in heart is given to his own. That's what the prophet said. My people are bent like they are determined. They are directed towards what? Backsliding. Not towards prayer. Backsliding. The natural inclination of people is to spoil over time. Look, all of us are corrupt. Yes. We, the Bible says we were sown in corruption. We were, doing, we were what? We were what? That's why you shower in the morning and you smell at night. Because even after showering, you still smell. Right? That is corruption. Everything in this world is bound towards corruption. Towards getting spoiled. Everything in this world. Including cars. Everything. It's called the law of degeneration. Everything in the world degenerates over time. That's why you see, when you are young, you are very strong. Like right now, you're in your youth. You're very strong. You can lift 20 kgs. If you give a 50-year-old 20 kgs, sometimes they are unable to lift it. If you give a 70-year-old, they may not be able to build it, to lift it rather. Because over time, what happens? You degenerate over time. So backsliding is basically that. My people are bent towards backsliding. You are bent towards degenerating. That's why when you are stubborn, you are not working against the law of degeneration, but you are working for the law of degeneration. You are, you are accelerating your degeneration. Yeah. That's why when you put food in a plate and leave it overnight without putting it on the, in the fridge, most likely when you wake up in the morning, what will happen to that food? It will be spoiled. Because naturally speaking, the law of nature says everything will degenerate over time. Everything. So there are people who, because of their stubbornness, they accelerate that. They do what? They accelerate it. Stubbornness, the Bible equates it to the seed of iniquity. The Bible says, for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. And stubbornness is as the sin of iniquity. What is the sin of iniquity? The sin of iniquity is all the sins of the world put together. Fornication, adultery, homosexuality. What else? Gossiping, lying. All sins, anything, the Bible actually, the Bible says anything that is done without faith is sin. So anything that is done without faith, that is sin. So all that is put together. That is what stubbornness is. A stubborn person, when God looks at you, he sees all the sins of the world. You can't be guided. You are like, you, you, you are like a cow. Not a cow, what is that called? You are like a, a donkey. Or, or a donkey, a donkey or a horse. You, you, we have to put a bridle on you to guide you. 
You are wild. You are a wild ass. A wild? Dromedary. What's that? An ass. It's called dromedary. Eh? It's a camel. A wild dromedary. That's what you are. Wild dromedary. A wild camel. You can't be settled. Have you seen, have you seen a donkey on heat? Have you seen how it behaves? You've never... You will see how they behave. They can even eat people. It jumps like this. Stubborn. If it is carrying those mkokoteni, it, it can even uh, topple the thing and go and look for a wife. That is how some of you behave. You are like a wild ox, a wild ass. You can't be controlled. You can't be told, come to church and you come. Stubborn. Kichwangumu. Umelelewa kukusiki yaki vitu. Baba haka mashino na wewe. Mama haka mashino na wewe. Kasa nikanese na ngangana na wewe. Chief wa mashino na wewe. Umeendikyo maka barua, usuanekana kuyo vilejienu. Stubborn. I think there is some stubborn people. Stubborn. Nani wa ushago. You are stubborn na wekwenu wa mbuna bafu. Ukiyoka pia wana kusalimia. You are stubborn. Stubborn. Kuna ngadhia. Do you know kungadhia? You're just there. Stubborn. The Bible says, a backslider in heart is filled with his own ways. Be careful when you're filled with your own ways. Why do you have a pastor if he can't guide you? Why are you part of a community of faith if you can't be guided? Look at your life. Look at what your life has become because of not being guided. Look at what your life has become. Look how degenerated you are. You have a body count of 60 and you are 21. And you are still counting. Because you have sex every day with different men. Because of not being guided. Look at your life. Ukolamamubaba. Somebody who is, who is the age of your grandfather is your boyfriend. That's what your Mubaba is asking you. And you are there. You are happy. Because of not being guided. You've wasted your soul. The Bible says you have pierced your soul with many sorrows. Look at the sorrows that your, your life is full of. Just because you can't be guided. You are stubborn. You can't be told. And the Bible says, the Lord looks at, look at, look, give me that scripture. Stubbornness. And he says, stubbornness and rebellion. That's what the Bible says. Stubborn is as the sin of iniquity. For rebellion is the sin of witchcraft. Is as the sin of witchcraft. Wachawi, rebellious people. Unasamanga mchawi ni karomanzira. Apana, hata wewe ni mchawi. Manake, hauskizi. You are rebellious. It's scripture. Ah, it's scripture. Don't get angry at me. It's Bible. Can we read together? The Bible says stubbornness is as the sin of iniquity, number one. Number two is as the sin of idolatry. What is idolatry? Worship of idols. A stubborn person and somebody worships a cow are one. A stubborn person and somebody worships money, you are one in the eyes of God. 
you are an idolater. Stubborn. Wezi ambiwa. Kichwa ni ngumu kuliko mawe. You can't be told. The Bible says that when the Lord looks at you, he sees an idolater. Yeah. He sees somebody who worships an idol. And guess what? What the Bible says about idols. The Bible says that when it comes to idols, that the Lord gave them over, those who worship idols, to become like them. God gave those who worship idols in the book of Psalms. God gave those who worship idols to become like them. And most of the problems of people who worship idols, hey, you guys, I just want you to go to YouTube and search diseases in India. The things you will see, you've never seen them. Some diseases they say they don't know they don't know a cause. And those diseases are only in India. You see some strange diseases. You know India has one million gods. Over one million gods. Because in India this light can be a god. If they come here, villagers come and they don't understand that, that it's producing light because it is powered on electricity. They have never seen that. They say, ah, it's producing light. Hey, this is a date. It becomes a god. You, the way you are, you see, the way you are stubborn, if you go there, because they don't know stubbornness is a sin of iniquity, they think you are a god. <laughs> they, you, you, they think you defy all things. You defy all odds. So they say this one could be a god. They start worshipping you. Now look at the, 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 the kind of diseases that are there. Those who make, go start from verse 7. Quickly, 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 brother. Verse 7 is previous. They have hands. But they don't, they can't handle. Okay, start from where it, it begins to describe. I think it's verse 5 of verse 4. Thank you. One, two, three. Can you read together? Their idols are silver and gold. Their work of men's hands. Mm -hmm. They have mouths, but they don't speak. They have eyes, but they don't see. These are idols. Eyes they have. Mouths they have, but they can't see. They can't speak. Continue. They have ears. But they don't noses. But they don't verse seven. They have hands, but they don't. They have feet, but they don't do what. Nor do they matter through their verse eight. Those who make them are like. So is everyone who trusts in. Those who make idols are like them. And those who trust in them are like them. So you have eyes, but you can't see. You have a mouth, but you can't speak. You have legs, but you can't walk. Neither can you matter from your throat. That is what a stubborn person is. They have eyes, but they can't see. You tell them, Iyo nje unaenda kuna simba. Asema, ah, miata mini simba. Naitango simba malala. Wacha simba mbili zipatane. You go, you die. You are told, don't, that lady you are going with is not a very good lady to get married to. Say, Pastor, ukana wako, wata mendafute tuhumtuzangu. Because you are looking at the ass. What you forget that the ass is not important in marriage. It's not important. If I married my wife because of an ass, by now I'll be fed up. Because can it cook? <laughs> it will only fat. <laughs> that's the truth, that's the work of an ass. And going to the toilet. And you, what you are looking for, stubborn young boy, is, a, is, a, is an ass. You ask those who have been married for some time, they will tell you. They don't even, go, they don't even remember their wives have. 
That's why when they are walking, when they see others, they say, wow, 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 wow. And they have it in the house. Because, because that's not the main thing. That's not the main thing. Or am I lying, Pastor? That's not the main thing. But you, because you are stubborn, you think that that's the main thing. Or you are a girl, and you think that because you have an ass, you've made it in life. You have not. You need to a stool. Over time, it will become flat. It will be wrinkled. The Bible says beauty is fading. It's flittering. It's fading. You, I will not be as handsome as I am right now, 50 years from now. Yes. I will not be this handsome. I know I'm handsome, even if you're not saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'll not be this handsome. I will not be. You think Michael will be, will be having this beard 50 years from now? No. He'll be wrinkled. He'll be gray. So if you're marrying because of those things, you're mistaken. But look, a stubborn person has eyes, but they can't see. They have ears, but they can't hear. They have legs, but they can't walk. And those who trust in idols are like them. You trust in money. Most of you think that your money will change your life. Recently, I was driving with some guy. Then they told me that I thought education was my way out of poverty. I thought, me, I, I just told myself, I'll work very hard. I'll work, working hard, I will work. I'll work very hard in school and get my degree because I know once I get my degree, I'm out of poverty. They told me, but pastor, guess what? It's five years since I graduated, never been employed. Five years. And they had put their trust in education. That's an idol. That's an idol. An idol is anything that takes the place of God. Some of you, your phones are your idols. That's why you have 20 passwords. Yes, and no, you, cannot, you cannot stay without it. It's an idol. An idol is anything that takes the place of God. Some of you, it's your career. Hey, why, hey, why, 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 why can't you come, come to the Hey, Pastor, you don't know, you don't know. Me, me, you know my boss doesn't like me living early. Hey, so I have to stay with my boss up to the every... It's an idol. It's an idol. And you'll soon become like it. Have you not seen people who work very hard and end up becoming poor? If hard work was the key to success, then Africans will be richer than Americans. Because if it, is, if it is working hard, Africans and Indians work hard. I'm telling you, if you go to Dubai, when the sun is scorching hot, Indians are on the road going from Django. They are, the Arabs are in their air-conditioned rooms. But the Indians and Africans... They are the ones building those places hot. But what are they paid? If hard work was what makes people rich, don't mistake me. Don't say, hey, Pastor, come on, we should not work hard. Where should they go? Where should they go? Sit on work hard. Where gosa? What I'm saying is this. Work hard, but please rely on the grace of God. Rely on? Because it's the grace that makes us. And you will not. The Bible says, commit your plans unto the Lord, and you will be successful in carrying them out. The Bible says, many are the plans of man, but the counsel of the Lord shall stand. So seek to know the counsel of God. Seek to know him. You have many plans of how you'll become rich. I got news for you, newsflash. Those plans are useless. Especially with our government. Those plans are useless. Yeah. Those plans are useless. Unless the Lord. Tell about unless the Lord. I can't tell you, tell my neighbor, neighbor, unless the Lord comes through for you.
you are done for. So I don't understand why you need to be stubborn. Look, God has given you a pastor, a shepherd, an elder for your good. It is for your good. The Bible says that you are sheep of his pasture. Then if you are sheep, you need a shepherd. Have you seen sheep with no shepherd? So why are you stubborn? A backslider in heart is filled with his own ways. Why are you filled with your own ways? Why do you think you know? Why do you think you know? Look, up to now, I rely on a shepherd. I have a pastor over my life. I rely on him. I go for him for counsel. I ask him a lot of questions. I don't just make decisions. I ask, what do you think about this? If I do this, do you think this will be the case? I have studied him. I listen to his sermons. I do what he says. My friend, if me, I'm still relying on someone to guide me. You, 19-year-old, 20-year-old, you've, you've not even tested life. You are poor. You've not even tested money. You've not even had 10,000 savings in your account. 10K kingi awezika. 10K yezika kwa bank noga kwa nyumba. Ayezekani. Lazima mmoja akue nje. Ama kama sio hivyo, ni wote muwe nje. But you are stubborn. You are stubborn. Do you think you'll ever make it? I have told you several and I keep saying it. Your parents are a prophecy of your Look at your life, your parents life. They had no mentor. Look what they turned out. Look, the truth is written today. So Churchill had written something on, uh, on his wall. He, say, he asked people, who is your mentor? Then I, so I, I was so intrigued, so I started reading the comments. Then you can see how foolish people are. Hey, me, I'm my own mentor. I tell myself, go and come back. <laughs> I said it sounds funny, but if you look at the profile of that person, it betrays them. If you understand what I mean. Their profile betrays them. You can see, actually see he's his own mentor. He's his own mentor. Because there's a difference between people who have mentors and people without. People without. President Moi was a mentor to President Uhuru right now. Look, you will slowly become like your mentor. Take it or leave it. If you just follow your mentor, you will become. You will become. That's why you hear Americans are so into mentors. They even have something called the Mentors Association, the Mentors Society, where, they are where you go looking for mentors there. And they mentor you. Look at their society. But here you mentor yourself. Look at your life because of mentoring yourself. Look at how, what, you, what you've become. Stubborn. Umeka dread you kuwa nayo sai. Jukara kikuwa na ana muizi. If you had a mentor, if you had asked a mentor. Because a mentor is somebody who has access over all your life. So why would God give you a pastor, a mentor? Because a pastor is basically a mentor. Why would God give you a pastor and you don't listen to that pastor? What is the point of having one? What is the point of having one? What is the point of having a shepherd who you don't listen to? What is the point? Have you sat down and asked yourself, by the way, why is this guy always guiding me? What does he want from me? When you sit down and ask yourself, ask yourself, you realize that, by the way, I don't even give much offerings. So if it is about offerings, I'm disqualified. Right? I'm disqualified. Recently, I was counseling some lady. And the lady came and told me, Pastor, I'm in love with so-and-so. I asked him, are you sure? He said, yes, Pastor. When I see that man, I just go, hey, my heart goes, sure. 
I just die, Pastor. She's my only pin in the Gideri, Pastor. And my only mosquito in the net. Hey, Pastor, when I see the boy, I can't believe him. I, I told him, hey, do you know how many boyfriends that, girlfriends that boy has had? He said, yes, Pastor, I know. He has had seven. I'm the eighth. Said, I asked him, so they told you? He said, yeah, they told me. So I told them, what makes you think you'll be different from the seven? What makes you be different from the seven? Because you are the eighth. Yeah. What makes you think you'll be different from the seven? Alexander the eighth. What makes you think you'll be different? It's the reason why he's excited with you is because you are new. Soon you'll be old like the seven. And he will move on. And he has a meal. Eighth wonder of the world. Soon. The reason why there is excitement is because you are new. He will get used to you. He will get used to your smell of not showering. He will get used. <laughs> he will get used to your vibe, your text messages, your insecurities, and you will get old. Then he will look for a ninth one. But the girl was given to her ways. Now I'm waiting for a text message. When I see a text message from her a few months from now, I'll know she has been dumped. Then I'll remind her. Do you remember I told you what makes you different from the seven? She'll say, oh, pastor, you know, I was not, I was not seeing what you were saying, but now I'm wiser. Same, they say the same. The script is always the same. Oh, now I'm wiser. I say me new hair, new me. I can self-love. I delete posuzake and follow Instagram. Same script. Aqua influencer, motivational speaker. After a few months, if she does not come out of being filled with her own ways, she repeats the same script. By the time she knows, she starts. After that, she's always in church praying. You should see that he holds praying in church girls. Father, in the name of Jesus, may I be located. May I be seen, Lord. Pastor, Lord, speak to the pastor to lay hands on me. I cannot be miss my, my season. You missed it because you did not have a mentor. Now you missed it. Yeah. You are saying, oh, let them put me on, on, on TGL News <laughs> as I walk like this. Let the camera see me. Let the camera see me. The camera, camera, camera. You're speaking dance. Camera, we are live. We are live. Those are your tongues. As I greet them, as I greet them, let them fall in love. I anoint my hands. They will like me. They will like me. All that is nonsense. Shenanigans. They will not work. If you don't want to fall into that category, have a mentor and don't be stubborn. Walk in your season. There shall, there shall come a time. And that time will be the time for you to get a beloved. It will be a certain season. The Bible says, let the virgin get married in the flower of her age. Let the virgin. I think if the Bible is to be written, you should say, let the secondary virgin <laughs> get married. Because now, the only virgins we have is airlines. So let Virgin Atlantic fly in the season. <laughs> yeah, nowadays we don't have virgins. <laughs> we have virgin oil. Yeah. And if you use virgin oil on your hands, unless the Lord helps you, and you come out of your being filled with your stubbornness. Oh, this is the scripture. If any man thinks he's behaving improperly towards a virgin, if she's past the flower of the youth, and thus it must be, let him do what he, he wishes. 
if she's past, if she's in the flower of her age, do what you wish. Other than behaving impromptly, marry the girl. But now you are not there. You are in the flower of your age. You have a mubaba who is 70 years, giving you money. Someone with diabetes, someone who can die any time. Then you go to jail because you're the, sus you're the first suspect. You die of murder. You are jailed of murder. Because in the flower of your age, you're concentrating with Mubabas. Someone older, older than your father. Just because they give you 10,000 a week. They say, come massage me. <laughs> you go. <laughs> my daughter. <laughs> they call you my daughter. Ulisa my daughter. Mubaba is calling you like that. Have you stopped when you could not listen? Now your age mates have very good husbands. Now you start praying on their husbands. You start saying, hey, come hey, 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 hey. to turn out to be this. You start positioning yourself where Genio is. And you know Genio is a weak vessel. <laughs> okay. Alamba <laughs> what? <laughs> but that was not intentional. <laughs> I was just giving an example. Don't say pastor is a is a weak vessel. But we are all weak. He's a weak vessel. Yeah. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them from them all. <laughs> so tell your neighbor, neighbor, anytime you see somebody who is full of bugs, who is full of uh, stubbornness, tell about anytime you see somebody who is full of stubbornness. That person will soon backslide. Stubbornness to God, to his word, to his pastors, to biblical counsel is a sign of imminent backsliding. It's a sure sign that soon you'll backslide. Yeah. If you don't listen to biblical counsel, look, I keep telling you, filter everything through the word of God. I do that. I filter all my diseases. Right now it's so automatic. When I see something, I ask myself, what does the Bible say? Immediately, actually, when I see it like this, a scripture pops up. Because I'm always listening to someone and reading the Bible. So a scripture pops up. So I know this scripture is, the scripture will either be for or against. When the scripture is against, I say, Achana Nayak. I don't want it. But you, what pops up is secular music. The ones you've been listening to. You are full of secular music. That's why you are stubborn. There's no song you don't know. Which is the current secular song right now that is trending? Don't pretend. I know you are here. You're pretending now. And I know you're full of it. Anyway, you know what I'm saying. Number what? Number what? Number five. Christian surprises. Christian surprises. So there's something called Christian surprises. Pastor, what are Christian surprises? Christian surprises are surprises that are unique to the Christian experience. These are shocks that you experience in the course of your Christian walk. Unfortunately, some people get so shocked by what they see and hear in church that it actually makes them fall away. You see, as you grow as a Christian, you will encounter these many Christian surprises. Most of us are quite naive when we become Christians. 
we think that we've come into a perfect world. Have you heard people say that? I thought when I'm born again, all my problems will end. Have you heard that? Hey, have you heard that? I thought that all my problems will end. I thought my, my life will be smooth. That, that's how naive you are when you come to the Christian world. When you hear a brother has fallen or a sister has fallen, because even nowadays sisters fall more than brothers. When you hear a sister has fallen, you accuse them, you criticize them. Because you are naive. You think that Christianity is a perfect world. Newsflash. You're not in a perfect church. Neither am I a perfect pastor. I have mistakes. I have skeletons. I have things that I've done in the past that are bad. So, if you ever hear something I've done, don't say, kai, 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 kai. Pastor Bonya mefanya hivyo. Eh, Pastor Bonya nakasirikanga. Anakonga na road rage. Anasangina nasikia kuchapa watu kwa barabara. Yeah. So don't see me driving and you see a foot at someone. Say, you say, kai, 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 Pastor. Anatipigia unituko kwa matatu karibu watuwe. I am not a perfect person. Neither are my pastors perfect. None of my pastors here, I appointed them by based on their perfection. Even my wife. I too used to tell her she's perfect. I was lying to her. It's a lie. <laughs> it's good I tell you the truth. You're not perfect. Yeah, you are elected by grace. Nobody is perfect. No, none of these uh, elders are perfect. None of the shepherds are perfect. So Christian surprises are things that you encounter. When you used to depend on somebody or you used to look up to somebody, then they make a mistake and fail. Then you get disappointed. You easily fall away because you are naive. You thought that those people will not make mistakes. Ladies and gentlemen, everybody that God used failed. Everybody that God used failed. The only man who never failed was Jesus Christ. Any other man who was used by God failed. David failed. Moses failed. Peter failed. Elijah failed. Abraham failed. Name it. Adam failed. Paul failed. All of them failed. Look, the disciples of Jesus actually backslid at one point. They were told, don't, don't you speak like that? They said, hey, why don't you with that? Ah, happy. Hey, don't you know? Hey, 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 hey. Chungam Dombo. Hey. Hey. They, they backslid. They said, no. Simjui. They denied him. Peter was told by a maid. But you speak like... Ah, chau jinga. The Bible says that after Jesus died, they went back to fishing. They said, let's go back to fishing. They backslid. So Christians backslide. Can you imagine people who are looking up to Jesus and Jesus is no more? They were following him. They knew this is the Messiah who has come to change our lives because I'm so sure they had ideas. Jesus had promised them thrones. They did not know his thrones in heaven, perhaps. They thought that soon Jesus is going to conquer the Roman Empire and I'm going to be the governor of Caesar. I'm going to be the governor of Rome. I'm going to be the governor of I don't know where. They thought my name will be Caesar Paul. But all of a sudden, the man they used to follow is no more. And he did, not, he did not notify them. He just told them that unless a corn of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. He was speaking in mysteries and parables. Then the man is no more. What do you expect will happen? Because they were naive and they did not know there are things called Christian surprises. They fell back. They backslid. Ladies and gentlemen, when you are following Jesus, you will always find Christian surprises. Sometimes you will pray and your prayers will not be answered. 
many times, your prayers may not be answered. Because perhaps your prayers might not be in the will of God. The Bible says, you have not because you ask not. And when you ask, you ask amiss. So some prayers will not be answered because you are asking amiss. Like if you are praying, Lord, let the husband of Pastor Seth be my husband. You are asking amiss. A huge miss. You will never have it. Suspend it. You will never have it. And then you get offended that you are praying, Lord, by the time I'm 21, I'll have a car. You don't even have a driving license at 20. You will not have it. You don't even have a parking. What do you want a car for? Such prayers may not be answered. And if they are not answered, why are you offended? Oh, I know you're praying, you're believing God, you'll work in Safaricom as your first job. It's good. It's good. We've all believed before. But what if God does not answer? What if you don't work at Safaricom? You work at an Mpesa shop. Will you get offended? Yeah, it's still Safaricom. Eh? But I was not. Caribbean, Caribbean customer. Caribbean, Caribbean customer. I'm not going to Airtel. Na 20 GB of data. Caribbean, Caribbean customer. Come here, me that. It's still Safaricom. It's still Safaricom. So will you be offended by God if He does not answer your prayer and you fall back? As a Christian, you should have shock absorbers. You see. When you ask an experienced doctor, he will tell you when they see somebody in shock, that is a very delicate person. Somebody in shock can easily pop up and die. Yeah. When you are shocked by things. That's why I try my best in my few years of ministry not to be shocked by anything. I expect any outcome. Any outcome. One time I asked my wife, do you know one day we might be living like this and I die or you die? I told her, I should not surprise you. It should not surprise you. That can happen. I told her, do you know one time we can be like this? And we are called and told that one, a wife of our pastor has died. I told her, don't be surprised. Because you can easily turn back and say, Lord, how can you take the wife of my pastor? And you say you are God. You can easily be angry. Look, the Bible says that Job, when everything had gone, <laughs> the Bible says that there was this woman who told her was the wife? You can curse God and die. But Job said, Why should I curse God? Shall I only accept the good and not the bad from God? You see, one time we were with my wife last year. Then our son was diagnosed with brain injury. He had a brain, his brain had died during birth, and we didn't know a section of his brain. And you know, brains don't regenerate. So we knew that our child would be crippled. So one time we were with my, my wife in the bed in the morning. Then my wife was saying, God, we serve you. How can you do this to us? I told her, relax. Shall we only accept from, from God what is good and not what is bad? Shall we only accept what is good? I told her, we can accept everything from God. If God chooses that this boy will be crippled, we will raise him as a cripple. If, God, if that is what God has chosen. See, the others who have raised children who are like that. What makes us so unique? Just because we serve God, does it mean that God cannot allow us to go through some things? So he's God, he's sovereign. The reason why you get so shocked and you feel like you're turning away is because you don't know the sovereignty of God. God is sovereign. He can decide to take your father, Utampeleka. He can decide to take your mother. Or even he can decide to take you. Why should we be shocked? 
Christian surprises. When you see somebody who does not understand there are things called Christian surprises, that anything can happen when you're walking with God, they easily fall back. When I told my wife that, shall we only accept what is good from God and not bad? Myself, I was feeling empty. But when I said that, I sensed, I, I had the voice of the, I picked the voice of the Holy Spirit in my words. And from that time, I was liberated. I said, Lord, you're the one who, you're the one who will heal this boy. I prayed for him and I believed. And right now, God healed him. What was dead came alive. Just because I said, Lord, whatever you give me, I'll take it. But if I had stood at that point and said, Lord, how can you be this unjust? Like some of you have said. Do you guys know that my mother died while I was washing the church? My biological mother. On Saturday, I'm washing the church. Then I receive a phone call from the doctor. Bonnie, how are you? So, and the doctor was so brief. So, the inevitable happened. We tried to resuscitate her, but we couldn't. God has done his will. And he hung up. I was washing the church. I could have said that I can just Malaysia wash and then come changa inje. Nikuja ni mwage. Ni mwage hapo ni sema sumani uchukua mama yangu hata hata nyumba yako sioshi. Hakuna service kesho. Wacha wanyoka na mama waoshe. I would have said that. Wacha wanyoka na mama waoshe. I didn't do that. I remember I just cried. But I continued washing. After we finished washing is when I went home. The following day was on a Sunday. I was in church at 6. I was in church at 6. And my mother had died on a Saturday. The I'm the one who took my mother to the mortuary. Because the hospital she died in didn't have a mortuary. So they said transfer. In those days, they were not giving ambulances. It's not like today. So we used our car to take her. I put her in the car. And the following day I was in church. That can easily make somebody turn back. You say, Lord, me, I serve you. I pray. I'm not like the wicked. Like you see my neighbor. <laughs> my neighbor does not even pray. But both of her parents or his parents are alive. You've taken mine. It's the Lord who gave you. He can take it. The Bible says we are just but a tent. If the owner of the tent decides to pull it down, who am I? You see when you're a Christian who is weak, you don't understand that God is sovereign. You don't understand the sovereignty of God. Such things shock you. Such things shock you. You are a Christian and you are broke. You get angry. When is Christianity a bank? Is Christianity? No! You can be a Christian and broke. What? Look who, who told you that Christianity is about being rich? Christianity is not a bless me club. Yes! You can be a Christian and very broke and you still go to heaven. Though, Lord, I don't want that. <laughs> And I know you also don't want. Yeah, but you can be a Christian. And broke, but you'll make it to heaven. If anything, actually, some of you, God will keep you broke to keep you to make you get to heaven. Some of you, your problem is the reason even right now you're in church is because it's January and you can't fund your sins. You're broke. If you are not broke, you'll not be here. So God has decided that you'll be in permanent, perpetual brokenness. Your brokenness will be you'll be coming out of brokenness into brokenness. <laughs> that will be your lifestyle. You redundance. Always broke. Always broke. That should not make you leave God. That should not make you stay. From now on, I'm not going to go to the love group. We were praying with the love group, but my mother should not die, and the Lord has killed, so I'm not going to go to that love group again. I'm not going to pray. You're foolish. You're a young person. 
in the sense that you are young in your faith. Yeah. And foolishness is in your heart. God is sovereign. By the way, let me tell you something. You do not own anybody in this world. Including me, I own no one in this world. Everybody in this world belongs to God. Yeah, if I give you my phone, I can come for it anytime I want to come for it. Right? Yes, anytime I want to come for it, I can come for it. All of us are, the Bible says we are sheep of his pasture. Look, you guys, you, most of you are chomaring nyama in December. Did you go to talk to the, the mother of the sheep? Or the mother of the goat? Atisasa, unawana aje tukijukua aka tuwache aka. Did you guys go? You just took the goat you want, right? You took the sheep you want, right? Because you wanted to be Mary. The Bible says we are sheep of his pasture. beef spare ribs. pork spare ribs. Maybe when ngurue. Yes. You don't owe. You don't own anybody. And God does not owe you any explanation, by the way. God does not owe any of us an explanation. Yeah. Kill the mindset of God. Oh, God, you need to explain to me what is happening. Who are you? He did not explain to his son why he was killing him. Jesus cried and said, Eloi, Eloi, why have you forsaken me? My father, my father. Nama, nama, nama. No. No. He doesn't need to explain to you anything. But Lord, how, uh, you, have, you have to explain to me why I've kept myself holy. Now I'm 26. Nobody is saying, six, six. Maybe God wants you to be Mary. <laughs> yeah, or a priest. Maybe. God, tell your neighbor, God does not owe you any explanation. God does not owe me. Tell yourself, God does not owe me any explanation. So when you see somebody who is shocked by Christian surprises, is somebody who is prone to backsliding. So as a Christian, don't be shocked by such things. Put your faith in God. Ask yourself, shall I only accept what is good from the Lord and not bad? Shall I? Shall I accept? Tell your neighbor, if God can give me good, he can also give me bad. Because he's sovereign. Right? Yes, he dictates what comes to me. I don't dictate what gets to him. He dictates what comes to me. I am the porter. Rather, I'm the clay and he is the porter. Let him mold me as he wills. Let him make me as he will. Some things you go through is the porter allowing you to go through those things. Yeah. That's why you've been at broken 20 times. It's the porter who has allowed you because you're stubborn. He has said this one is stubborn. Let him have his way. Now, 20 times, and you, right now as I speak, you're about to receive a text for the 21st. You know one time I was preaching and I said somebody here will receive a text of somebody being dumped. One time I was preaching here. So someone last week came and told me, Pastor, do you remember that day you said I'll receive a text? Someone received a text of them being dumped. I received a text just as you are preaching. So even today, you're about to receive a text of being dumped. Yeah. Several of you. And actually some of you, you are men. You are being left today. Ask, you and ask yourself, shall I only accept what is good from the Lord and not bad? <laughs> Hey, 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 tell number hey. Number what? Number six. Oh, did I give you a scripture for that? No, first Peter three, verse six. 
First Peter. Everything is Bible, by the way. The Bible says, First Peter. As Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters you are, if you are good and are not afraid with any terror. The Amplified says, the Amplified says, without, okay, give me the Amplified. The last part. If you do right and let nothing terrify you, not giving way to hysterical fears or letting anxieties, anxieties unnerve you. Never let anxiety unnerve you. Don't give in to fears. When you give in to fears, you are prone to backsliding. Don't give in to amazements. Don't be amazed by some things. Just always know anything can happen. Yes. I know one day my wife might die and I might die. That's the reality I have. So if peradventure one of us dies, I shouldn't feel like, how can God do that? Don't moan. Please, moan. But in your mourning, don't curse God. In your mourning, don't do what? And if you are here and in your mourning you've cast God, repent. I was told of a story of a lady who, they were pastors and they were very rich and they had their businesses. So the husband died. When the husband died, the lady was so bitter with God. She spoke things against God. She said, Lord, how can you do this to me? We do this for you. We, we, we rise, we fall. We, eh? She said all my own things. So she told God, Lord, even from today, I have left you. I will never serve you. So she went through that motion and the burial and all things and then everything was now okay. So the lady went back to her business. Within one year of being in her business, she was auctioned. Everything she had was taken and sold. Fast forward, she kept on living. So she kept on getting worse and worse, bad and bad. So things got worse and worse, bad. Like she was coming from uh, frying fire, they say. From a frying pan to direct fire. That was her lifestyle. So at one point, a preacher came and told her, the Lord has sent me to tell you that the reason why you are going through this, whatever you are going through, is because you cursed the Lord when your husband died. So the Lord is saying, repent and your life will change. The lady said, ah, I don't want to hear about God. What is God? God killed my husband. I don't want to hear. She continued for another several years. So when I think at that point now, she got to the end of everything. She said, now I give up. So at that point, another preacher came and told her the same thing that the other preacher had told her. She told the lady, lady, the reason why you've been going through all this, I think it was a cumulative of seven years, if I'm not mistaken. The reason why you've been going through these issues is because when your husband died, do you remember when your husband died? Yes, you cast the Lord. So the Lord said he has given you up to your ways. So the story, the true story here, I just said near, the lady became so remorseful. She prayed. She asked for forgiveness. She asked, Lord, Lord, forgive me. I did not understand what I'm doing. She went through the process of repentance. And, and the true, just as the Bible says, and the Lord restored Job and all she had. The same happened to the lady. The Lord restored her and everything she had lost. Now she's a very wealthy lady. Very wealthy. Just here near so if you're here and you've gone through that process, you've cast God because of the things, the Christian surprises you've gone through, you are amazed. You are not like, uh, like what the Bible says, not letting anxieties unnerve you. You let anxieties nerve you. 
you let them discouple you, you let them destabilize you, repent. Ask the Lord to forgive you. Otherwise, you will continue in the mud you are in until when you realize that no anxiety should unnerve me. Are you together? Number what? Number? Uh -huh. Number six. Somebody who is easily offended. Someone who is easily offended. Someone who is easily offended. Somebody who is easily, easily offended. When you see someone who is very touchy and easily hurt and offended, you are looking at a potential backslider. Or did I deal with this last time? No, okay. When you see someone who is very touchy, easily hurt and offended, you are looking at a potential backslider. You cannot be I remember a story we were told one day of a guy who was not no longer coming to church. He was absent. So when, they, when people went to visit, to visit them, they asked, why don't you come to church? He said, oh, when I came, pastor should not say people will die in church. Eh? We should give hope. Don't tell people we will die. When I heard that, I said, guy, what is wrong with this one? The scripture says a wise man thinks more about death, but a fool only thinks about having fun. I said, this one does not understand scripture. So you are easily offended just because I said you will die and it's the truth, you will die. Or most of you think you will live forever. There's a likelihood, there's a high likelihood that none of us here will get to 100. There's a high likelihood. There's a, tell your neighbor, there's a high likelihood that you and I may not make it to 100. We all hope to get there, right? We all believe we'll get there. But I've told you, it's, it, the sovereignty of God can decide otherwise. He's sovereign. The one you follow is a sovereign God. He can decide otherwise. What will you do? So you cannot be somebody who is easily offended. So touchy. Oh, why, why are you hungry? The usher sat me here, then they woke me up and sat me in another place. Why couldn't they make up their mind, then come for me? Wanna piano two offerings? Why are you, why are you offended? How can a church ask for two offerings? But not less than two. But you're okay with that. But you're offended that we are giving to God. You know, most of you think that you give offerings to me. Actually, even that's one of the reasons why I'm doing that series in, in Feb. So that you see, the offerings don't belong to me. I'm just a representative. Let me give you an example. How many of us pay taxes here? Most of us pay taxes, right? Fine, even if it's nils. No, I'm asking those who pay. Yeah, not, not nils, those who actually pay. We pay, right? Those who pay taxes here. Does the president come to receive tax? Does the president come to receive tax? Who do you, take, who, 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 who do you give your tax to? In KRA, who receives it? Is it not an employee of KRA? Does that money belong to that employee? Who does it belong to? To the state, to the government, right? But a representative must be there to receive on behalf of? That's what the Bible says, that we receive offerings here on earth but he receives them in heaven. We are just but representatives of God. When I'm receiving an offering from you, it is God actually receiving it. It is God receiving it. It's only that you will never see God. The same way when you pay your taxes, you don't go to the president or to the minister in charge of finance to pay your 200 tax. No, it is an employee of KRA 
whom you give your money to. Not the treasury. You don't take it to treasury. But they receive it on behalf of treasury. And when they receive it, you don't have a debt to the treasury, right? But if, they don't, if you don't give it to that guy and say, me, I want to take mine directly to treasury, you will have a debt with the government of Kenya. Same thing with offerings and tithes. An offering belongs to God, but somebody must receive it here on earth on behalf of God. So when you're offended that the church is receiving two offerings, you're basically being offended that God is taking from you. And what do you have that the Lord has not given you? What do you have that the Lord has not given you? The, the eyes you have, the Lord has given you. The strength you have, the Lord has given you. Even the ability to go and look for money, the Lord has given it to you. What do you have that God has not given you? What do you ask your neighbor, what do you have that God has not given you? That now, when the Lord is asking of you what he gave to you first, you're saying, I can't. It's too much. The Bible records of a guy called Abraham. Abraham was waiting for a child for so many years. Then the Lord gave him a child, a hair. Then after the Lord gave him this hair, the Lord tested him. The Bible says, and the Lord tested Abraham. And told him, Abraham, you see that air I gave you? Sacrifice him to me. It is very easy for Abraham to say, that's not God. God does not accept human sacrifice. But the Bible says the Lord tested Abraham. Meaning, God knew that at the end of the day, this is a test. That I'm testing this guy. And the Bible records that Abraham went to offer his son. And on the way, the son asked him, Dad, now that we are going to offer this sacrifice, where is the lamb? Because fire is here. The stones to make the altar are here. But where is the lamb? Abraham told him, where we are going, the Lord shall provide. So they went forth, got there. When they got there, Abraham told his servants, remain here, we will come back to you. Meaning he knew that as I go to offer this sacrifice, God will allow me to come back with my son to meet these guys. Because let me teach you something. Anytime you give an offering to God, a sacrifice to God, God does not kill your sacrifice. He gives it back to you. God never kills your sacrifice. He will always give it back to you. That's why the Bible says, and Abraham believed that God was able to raise for him a son, even from the stones. And that was counted to him as righteousness. When you're giving to God, you're not losing. God does not kill sacrifices. He gives them back to you. So why are you offended that you're giving to God? If anything, what you have, God has given you. God has given you the money you have, the clothes you have. The place you live in is not a very good place, but at least the Lord has given you a, a, a shelter above you. So why are you offended? Anytime you see somebody who is easily offended, eh? you're looking at a potential backslider. That's what the Bible says. Tell your neighbor, the Bible says. Tell your neighbor, neighbor. The Bible says. Blessed is he that is not offended by me. Yes, Jesus speaking. Blessed is that you're not offended. Teach yourself not to be easily offended. You are offended that the pastor did not say hi. Which pastor in his, in his sane mind will not say hi to his member? Am I in the business of scattering or gathering? So ask yourself, maybe he didn't see me. Or maybe even if he saw me, he didn't recognize me. Look, I have 600 faces I look to every Sunday. You expect I'll, I'll pick you up and you're not even serving God. You just sit there. How will I know you? You come late with a checked shirt and you sit at the back. How will I know you? How will I know you? Unless 
Tell about unless you come close. The pastor won't know you. Yes. So why are you offended? You're offended that we did not come for your birthday party. Am I a clone? Am I a clone? You don't even go for love groups. Why should we come for your birthday? You don't even have a shepherd. And you're offended that people did not come for your graduation. What love group is where you have people to attend your graduation from? Yes. They post you. You're offended that people did not post you. But you don't belong to a love group. It is in a love group that people post you. Actually, how I know people are graduating is I look at the WhatsApp status. And I see, oh, today is this one's birthday. Oh, today is this one's birthday. Because people are always posting each other. If you belong to that love group. But you don't belong to any. Nobody is posting you. The only posting you will receive is obituary. But we've, we've given you an opportunity to belong to a love group. But you are offended. You're saying, how can... Tell your neighbor, neighbor. Don't be easily offended. Tell her, but don't be easily offended. And how do you learn not to be easily offended? How do you learn not to be easily offended? When you're always with people. Do you know why you're always, you're, you're always easily offended? It's because you're never with people. So you don't know how to deal with people. Right? Yeah. Some of you, that's why some of you are maybe are not employed. Because God knows you cannot handle staff politics. Office politics, you can't handle it. So God is keeping you fast to mature up. Because you will, be, you will go kill yourself. Because why, why did you kill yourself? You write a note. Why not? I killed myself because my boss did not say hi to me last, last week. They don't say hi. But you never, do you resign when your boss does not say hi? When was the last time your boss said hi to you? He says you shouldn't greet him in the morning. You greet him when you are leaving. That's what the boss says. Don't greet me in the morning. Greet me when you are leaving. Do you get offended? But you, you want to greet your pastor in the morning. Pastor Bonas Fiwe. How was your night? Are you my wife? How was your night? It was dark. Shalom, pastor. Eh? How is baby doing? Eh? No. And, and by the way, the person you're telling is of Tuzote, he's coming to preach to you. So at that point, I'm still processing the word of God. Because he's still in my spirit. Then you want me to start now going into natural things. How is baby? Alichenchiwa daipa ama akuchenchiwa. Awanakuja lewa ama akuji. But you don't do that to your boss. But if I do that, you get offended. When I don't say hi, you get offended. Father Before Confession of Monangi at I hear. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, don't be somebody who is easily offended. And blessed is he who is not offended because of me. Number what? Number seven, forgetfulness. Forgetfulness. 
All these are signs of somebody who is backsliding. Unasikia prince. What? What have I said? You have forgetfulness. Forgetfulness is a sign of backsliding. Forgetfulness. Deuteronomy 8.14. Deuteronomy 8.14. You guys, I taught you the consequences of forgetting last year as we finished, as we were finishing the year. Look, forgetfulness is so dangerous that at one point, psalmist, one of the, David the psalmist, he spoke a curse on his right hand. He said, if I ever forget Jerusalem, let my hand forget its movements. Let my right hand forget its movement. If I ever forget Jerusalem. Forgetfulness is a dangerous thing. And most of you, you have forgotten. The Bible says, verse, uh, verse what? I said 15 or 14. 14. When your heart is lifted up and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of... When your heart is done what? Lifted up. And you do what? Forgetfulness is a sin of pride. Those who are here on Tuesday, we are looking at sins of pride. And the Bible says, deliver me from the sins of pride. One sin of pride is forgetfulness. When your heart is lifted up and you forget. Some of you have forgotten the scare you had of pregnancy. You've forgotten that every month you had a pregnancy scare. You've forgotten how that felt. You've forgotten how it felt to have an HIV scare. Pregnant, uh, HIV scare, whatever. Uh, getting HIV. HIV scare. You have forgotten how it felt never to be sober. You were never sober. Now you've been sober for a whole year, two years, three years, but you've forgotten. You have forgotten that it's the Lord who brought you out of the house of bondage. Have you forgotten that you used to sleep hungry? You have forgotten. Now you don't sleep hungry. You ask people, how do you sleep hungry? Are you normal? That's what you're asking people are this. Are you dieting? You have forgotten that you used to be without food. Now we say, come for seasons of withdrawal and this fasting. You say, hey, pastor, I can't. I will die. You have forgotten you used to be hungry. You used to fast by force. You are fasting because of the Madena, Shida. You have forgotten that. You have done what? You have forgotten. You have forgotten. Forgetfulness is a sign of somebody who is about to backslide. Forget not the Lord your God. Forget not his benefits on my soul. Everywhere in the Bible is forget not. You have forgotten that your pastor prayed for you when you were nothing. You were struggling with homosexuality. He prayed for you. Now you are delivered. You love men. And you are a lady. You have forgotten that. You forgot that you are a man and you used to love fellow men. Now you love ladies. You have forgotten that your pastor was with you. Through thick and thin. You have forgotten that this church accepted you when no other church could accept you. Look at how you look. Tell me which church you'll fit in with your hairstyle. The church has accepted you. Some of you have committed abortion. I know it. But I've, I've stood with you. I've prayed for you. I've never even told you that I know you committed abortion. But I know it. But I've never mentioned it to you. You've forgotten that. Now you say, It's true, but don't forget there's a sin called the sin of forgetfulness. And that sin of forgetfulness has a curse on it. He says, may my right hand forget. He says, may my right hand be paralyzed. 
let it forget its movements. If I forget, let my right hand. If I forget you, O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget its skills. Let it forget its skills. If I forgive, if I forget what Jerusalem has done to me. If I forget that we sat by the rivers of Babylon and wept over Jerusalem. If I forget that, let my right hand forget its skills. Anybody who forgets is somebody who is prone to backsliding. Do not forget that your parents had to sacrifice to take you to school. Don't forget, eh? They're in loans because of you. They're in loans because of you. If it's not for you, they'll not be in loans. Don't forget that. Now you don't have, you have no respect for your parents. Your parents are sleeping hungry. And you are here eating sausages. Don't forget. Eh, don't forget. I try my best to make sure that every month I send shopping to my parents. Yeah. That they may not be sleeping hungry. And me, I'm eating sausage in my house. Because when they had strength, they gave their strength to me. Now that I have strength, let me give a portion of my strength to them. But you, you've forgotten. You have forgotten your pastor prayed for you. Now you have become rich. You don't want to meet your pastor. You are saying, I cannot go to that church. They are always raising money. <laughs> you know, this morning, I, I thought of raising money to buy the new cameras because they told me we need new cameras. Our cameras are outdated. Then I thought to myself, if I come and tell the people, let's raise money for the cameras. They will say, you can use any person to on a raising. So I thought to myself, if I ask the church, you tell me, Pastor, because you are going to raise Pesa. But we are a young church. What do you expect? Where do you think we'll get gadgets from? Tell me about where do you think we'll get gadgets from? And you don't, you forget that it's this church that spoke to you. You even the job you have, I prayed for you. I prayed. Recently, my wife was telling me, you started by giving people phones. Now you are giving people jobs. I said, one day I'll also give cars. <laughs> it's step by step. You forgot that even the job you had. Most of you, the jobs you are working, I looked for the job myself for you. Majority of you here. I said, even the one you are working right now, I looked for a job for Pastor Faith. Who else? A lot of people here. Some don't, so don't like being mentioned. Maybe <laughs> That is the truth. If I have ever looked for a job for you, stand. I have I stand for your life. All those ones, I've looked for jobs for them. And others, who I can't see. You are, you are standing. I have called people I know and said, these people are coming for an interview. Please give them a job. I called somebody and told them, teach them what will be said in the interview. What they'll be asked. Then one day, you become prosperous and you forget. Sit, you forget. Some of you have paid your school fees. And you forget that I have paid your school fees. You say, ah, Pastor Bonnie, I'm a meno. <laughs> but when I had meno, I used my strength to pay your school fees. Now you have forgotten. I prayed for you to pass exams. You had anxieties. This one had anxieties. She was saying, will I pass? Now you have them. I'll pray for you. I, she said, can I pass my exams? I said, come, I pray for you. Now she had, you had nine P's. Eh? Eight or nine. Nine, now you forget. You are comfortable. You are going to Masaku for one month. <laughs> you forget. You forget you're almost losing your mind because of anxiety. And somebody's come and said, 
from today, no more anxieties. You will do well. And that anxiety disappeared. Forgetfulness is an indicator of somebody who backslides. It's an indicator. It's a sure indicator. Pastor Genio, you forget. I took you when you were how old? 16. 16 years. Now, now the guy is almost getting married. Now you say, me, I'm a rich boy now. I want to chill with the big boys. So be careful in your quest of going for rich boys. You don't go for Yeah, There's a difference. Are we together? Yeah. Be careful. Most of you have given you an opportunity to become shepherds in this church. To do something for God. I have, I'm always in the business of trying to promote people here. You becoming a shepherd is a promotion. You have more people skills. Somebody, I don't remember who was telling me that he, when they went for an interview, they got employed because they said they manage people. That's why they got employed. They got employed because of that. Why would you learn how to manage people if I never gave you the opportunity? But now you are forgotten. The Bible says when you are full, let's remember, be careful that when you are full and your heart is lifted up, that you forget the Lord. Don't forget what the good things that people have done for you. Yeah. Even if they don't, even if I never ever do anything good, I never ever do anything good for you. Just remember the good I have done. That's enough. Yeah. Remember that I took your CV and because of me taking it, somebody employed you. Yeah. Remember I prayed for you. You got a job. Remember that. I'm not like your uncle who took your CV 15 years ago. He said, I'll... I'll <laughs> I'll see what I can do. Eh? Up to now, you are waiting. Six years later. Their email, their email is full of your CVs. But me, we are not, we don't, we don't, do we have blood relations with you? No. It's just somebody who is connected to you spiritually by the blood of Jesus. Now you forget. It is, the Bible says, it is unrighteousness to forget. Tell them, it is unrighteousness to forget. So the Bible says, God is not unrighteous to forget. So if God is not unrighteous to forget, it means it is unrighteousness to do what? It is unrighteousness to do what? Remember the addictions that were broken in this church, in the ministry of this church. You could not afford to pay for rehab. Some of the addictions that you guys have, you cannot afford rehab. But just because of the ministry of a servant of God, those addictions have been broken. Slowly by slowly you are free without going to any rehab. Somebody has been praying for you in silence and in public. He has been speaking over your life. You forget. Every Wednesday here, and not Wednesday, every Tuesday, I speak declarations here. You will arrive home safe. You will not be marked. You can't be stolen from. Angels go before you. I protect you from so much. Recently, I was being told of a story of a young man who left here from going to uh, home on Wednesday from the team night. So the people that he goes with left him, I think, or something like that. So he decided, ah, let me just go alone. So he met somebody along the way who faked to be going the same direction with him. Then Kumbe, the guy, was a thief. Little did he know, the guy nyongad him. But the guy says that he got some strength, he doesn't know from where, and fought back the guy. And I think he injured the guy or something, and he went home. Nothing of his was stolen. Nothing of his was taken away. It's because of such declarations. 
See, the guy is very small if you see him. And I'm so sure if someone is younger than you, you just like Mike. Like the strength is that of Mike. So for a small guy to fight, it means an angelic activity was involved. Yeah, for you to have the strength. It's supernatural power was involved. But you are forgotten now. You are a big boy. You are a big boy now, eh? <laughs> Tell your neighbor, neighbor, God is not unjust to forget. The last one. Number what? Hmm? Number eight, and the last one, anger at correction. Anger at correction. Any believer who gets angry at correction must be watched closely. Any believer who gets angry at, at correction, <laughs> I almost said at collection. Any believer who gets angry at correction must be watched closely. Proverbs 9 verse 8. Proverbs 9 verse 8. Any believer who gets angry at correction. The Bible says do not correct a scoffer or a scorner lest he hate you. Rebuke a wise man and he will love you. Dude, can we read together? One, two, three. Do not correct a scoffer lest he hate you. Rebuke a wise man and he will? I can't tell you rebuke a wise man and he will do what? But for a scoffer, what will he do? A wise man will be happy at correction because he will think through it and realize that he's being helped. Often, the truth is very painful. When you're going through correction, that truth of correction is very painful. Do you realize that at one point Jesus told his, his, the crowd that was listening to him that you are of your father the devil? And the Bible records that the people were offended. Can you imagine I'm preaching to you and I tell you, you are of your father the devil? You'll be offended. But they were fools to be offended at the correction of Jesus. How, how, will, you, how will you be offended when the God is telling you you are of your father the devil? He knows your father. <laughs> like he knows your real father. Like, because he's all-knowing. So if he tells you you are of your father the devil, he actually means it. But they were offended. John 8.44. John 8.44. John 8.44. Quickly. Your name, then 8.44. They say to him, Teacher, 8.44. Your name, 8.44. 8.44. Yeah, John 8.44. You are of your father the devil. And the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning. And does not stand in the truth. Because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources. For he is a liar and the father of it. At this point they wanted to stone Jesus. So Jesus told him, you are like your father the devil. He is a murderer from the beginning. And they were offended. But if, they were, if you were in the crowd and you had that rebuke from Jesus, you would sit and ask yourself, why would the pastor say, I'm of the father of the devil? Why would pastor Jesus say that? And you will realize that he might have said that because of what I was doing. Because what I was doing, I was attempting to kill somebody. And who kills? Satan. Right? 
Talk to me, who kills? I can't hear you, who kills? Satan kills. So a wise man will sit down and analyze. Before you get offended, analyze, why is this man correcting me? That's what the Bible says, correct not a scorner, for they will hate you. But reprove a wise man, and they will love you. Because wise men take time and think. They think, why is he telling me my hairstyle is bad? Why is he telling me blah, blah, blah? Why is he telling me shave your beards? Why is he correcting me? But you, if we correct you, you get offended because you are a fool. You are a scorner. Message Bible. You are a scorner. A scorner hates correction. Somebody who is easily offended hates correction. Yeah. Why are you offended that we tell you go to your love to? You are offended that your shepherd is correcting you. Not to be coming to church late. You are offended that your shepherd is correcting you. <coughs> not to be attending love group late. You are offended by that. You are offended that your shepherd is correcting you about your lifestyle. You are offended by that. The Bible calls you a scorner, a fool. Can we read together? So, don't waste your time on a scoffer. All you'll get for your pain is abuse. Correct those who life. That's different. They will love you for it. Wow. All you get for your pains from correcting scorners is abuse. But those who love life, they love that you correct them. Those who care about life, rather. Those who care about life. When you correct them, that's different for them. They say, by the way, this man knows something. I don't know. Look, I'm always happy when my pastor corrects me. Because he knows. It's painful, but I always tell myself, it's painful that he has corrected me, but he knows something I don't know. So I'm glad that he's told me, don't do that. That will cost you this. I'm glad. I am glad that I have somebody who can correct me. We recently read a scripture uh, in Psalms that nobody knows their mistakes. Uh, Psalms what? Psalms, the scripture we read on Tuesday. Psalms, uh, find me, that nobody knows their mistakes. Nobody can see their mistakes. Psalms 19 verse, Psalms 19 verse 9. Psalms 19. I use... The other version. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. Uh -huh. Is it 9 or 19? Continue. The fear of the Lord is... Ah, continue, verse 10. More to be desired uh, than gold. Uh, verse 13. The Bible says... Keep back your servant also from mis promiscuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless and I shall be innocent of great transgression. Which, which version was it? Message. Eh? NCV. NCV verse 12. Keep me from the sins of pride. Don't let them rule over me. Then I'll be pure and innocent of great sins. Verse 12. People cannot see their own I can't hear you. Tell your neighbor. Forgive me for my You can't see your own mistakes. So when somebody corrects you it's because you can't see it. Tell about the reason why you're corrected is because you can't see it. 
Look, can I see what's behind my back? So if someone comes and tells me, Pastor, your shirt is not, your collar is not uh, kept right. Can I keep your collar for you? Should I feel bad? Why could I not correct my shirt? Because I couldn't see it. Right? If I could see it, I could correct it. So anytime you're corrected, just remember, I couldn't see that. The reason I have been corrected is because I can't Tell about it's because I can't see it. So I am corrected. Because people don't see their own.